Talk today. I'm here to do a wrap-up podcast for Toy Story for all of the films. Uh, I'm your host Matthew, of course, and uh, yeah, I'm continuing with the kind of theme of today, which is a bit of a Toy Story content day. Uh, my review for Toy Story three uh, is already out there. The uh, rankings podcast for all four films will be out there by the time that this podcast is out as well. So go listen to those if you haven't. Um, and I have, of course, covered all four of the Toy Story films, 1, 2, 3, and 4. So go and, go and look at those if you want individual thoughts on the different films. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to kind of come back for one last podcast, unless there's a Toy Story 5. Now, here's the thing. Uh, it might be a bit weird that I've maybe chosen to do a wrap-up podcast on Toy Story, because there is the slight possibility that there's a Toy Story 5, but in my feelings and my thoughts um if there is going to be a toy story 5 my guess is it would probably be about at least five to ten years away from now so even if i'm here today in january 20 january 2020 uh wrapping this uh franchise up films wise um it's still the case of that okay it would be several years uh, until there's a potential toy story 5 there's not been anything discussed at the moment i don't think um, there was some, some possibilities that were that were sort of discussed in a little, a couple of bits and pieces that I've read, but nothing as to where like okay we're writing the script for Toy Story Five or anything like that. So um, I feel like the consensus is that Toy Story Four is probably the end of Toy Story, and um, obviously there's nothing really uh, uh, apart from the little shorts. There's like a Bo Peep short that's coming out soon. I think it's called Lamp Something. Uh, it's to do with when she went missing between Toy Story, I believe it's two and three. Uh, I believe are the films that she went missing in between. Uh, just kind of discussing about how uh, what what she did on the road and how she became the character that she did in uh, in to- in Toy Story Four. Of course, when she returns in-, in that film. By the way, if you haven't seen, um, this is a wrap up podcast. So even though Toy Story Four is kind of new, it's been out for like six seven months roughly. I will be talking about Toy Story Four here. So if you haven't seen Toy Story Four. You're probably gonna want to leave because there's I I don't feel like it would be a great wrap up podcast if I'm like dodging around what happens in Toy Story Four. I don't feel like that would be doing this franchise justice. Uh, yeah, this is still my favorite film franchise. This is still a franchise that's near and dear to me. I don't know what would have to happen to Toy Story for me to be like, okay, I hate this franchise now. I don't think that's possible. I don't think um, I don't know. And and like. I've got more than enough faith that if if Pixar did come out and said, you know, okay, we've got an idea for Toy Story 5, I'd have the full belief that they could pull it off because they've not let me down so far with this franchise. Um, So I would fully believe that they could do that. So in terms of any any doubts or anything like that as to, like, how I feel about the franchise, I've got none at all. So, I mean, each film's got its own weakness. None of the films are perfect, but they're all... 10 out of 10 masterpieces at least to me so there's that a couple of things i want to um read out and kind of clear up a little bit uh i i think 
in the Toy Story 3 podcast and I made a mistake about the passed away cast members. I don't know if I definitely did because I re- just for the record I recorded those podcasts quite a few months ago and I'm now doing this on the same day as what I'm calling Toy Story Day I suppose. So uh, if this is or isn't a correction I'm just going to kind of read it out anyway. Correction for Toy Story 3, Don Rickles who voiced uh, Mr. Potato Head uh, passed away but Pixar were able to use his voice lines to have him in Toy Story 4 because of course the character Mr. Potato Head is in Toy Story 4. Uh, Jim Varney, who voiced Slinky Dog in the first two films, passed away February 10th, 2020, 10 years before the release of the third film, which of course I've done the podcast on today. Uh, so the role of Slinky was passed down to Blake Clark, who I'm assuming did the voice for uh, Toy Story 3 and 4. Um, so that's just a couple of bits and pieces to clear that sort of stuff up. Um, I've got some Rotten Tomatoes stuff written down. I'm not gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm going to read it, but I'm not going to overanalyze it sort of too much because... Yeah, it's Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. It's uh, you know, I'm here to talk. I'm here more to talk about my thoughts and feelings on Toy Story, but still read out. I just want to read out a couple of things just to do with this uh, franchise. But uh, yeah, I also think like from both a production standpoint and from other things. Again, like I said, I don't know what would have to happen to Toy Story to be like, okay, I hate this franchise now. I I just don't see. I don't see that ever happening. To be quite honest, even if there's a Toy Story film that came out, let's say Toy Story Five came out and it was bad. I'd still probably love this franchise, um, that sort of thing, so, uh, yeah, and also, like, let's say if you were having a conversation with me and you really, really didn't like Toy Story, not necessarily hated it, but just really disliked it, I don't know if there's something you could say that would convince me, like, okay, I, I, alright, I agree with you, I really dislike this franchise, this is, this is, if you're talking about nostalgia, and you're talking about franchises that mean a lot to me, and franchises I really care about, this is probably top of the list, to be honest, I mean, I really, really care about Spider-Man, and Batman, and, uh, characters like Jack Barrow, of course, and, uh, things like Crash Bandicoot, and some other, uh, characters like that, uh, certain characters from The Walking Dead, but, uh, yeah, this is really, this is, this is top of the list, this is something that, um, I grew up with something that has been basically been around since I've been born. I know the first film was, I believe, 1995, the year after I was born. So it was kind of there, you know, year after I was born to, you know, 20, uh, 2019. And uh, it's something that, like, you know, has been around for all of my life. And although it hasn't been out, you know, every year, of course, there isn't going to be 25 or 26 uh, Toy Story films. It's something that's been there since day one, something I really, really care about. So. Yeah, just wanted to kind of talk about that a bit as well. Um, Just a couple of additional notes, additional thoughts and feelings. I have, since doing the podcast for Toy Story 3, I have gone gone once more and rewatched all four of these films again. And just some notes from Toy Story 2 and 3. Things that I missed a little bit, things that maybe I didn't quite think about in the moment, which is, you know, what a wrap-up podcast is kind of for. Um, The idea in Toy Story 4, uh, Toy Story 2 rather, of having... Okay, you got this. You got this Woody's roundup thing, right? With uh, Stinky Pete, he turns out to be the villain. Obviously, Al is the villain as well, but Stinky Pete is the other one. Zerg is sort of there. Zerg is Zerg is one of the most unexplored characters in Toy Story, and I would I I could go for like a Disney Plus short to where I don't know just something more about him uh, and uh, to do with obviously him and Buzz's uh, rivalry and everything. But um, just kind of thinking about Toy Story two and like okay, Al's obviously the one that steals. Um, Woody, and you've got uh, Stinky Pete, who he meets down the road, because obviously he is uh, in the possession, I suppose you could say, of Al. But then you've also got this little, this this B plot, B plot rather, 
uh, kind of rivalry, which does start from the beginning of the film with the whole um, Rex playing the uh, I can't remember, I can't remember the specific name of the game, but obviously the game where he's trying to defeat Zerg as Buzz Lightyear, and uh, I had the uh, the fake out death given to me when I was about four years old or whatever it was. Um, so it's, uh, r- roughly that sort of age, I, I think it was. Um, yeah, obviously I had that as well, which I've talked about in the Toy Story Two podcast. The idea that like. Okay, not only does he not abandon... Not only does Woody not abandon... Um, uh, Andy and kind of just go with the, the Woody's roundup. Like, he, like he, he likes the idea initially and all that sort of thing. And then obviously once Buzz and all his friends catch up with him and meet him... He's like, okay, Andy still needs you. And like, they, they all know in the back of their heads that eventually... Throughout all these films, you kind of see it grow a lot more. This idea that like, okay, eventually Andy will grow up and Woody really knows this right throughout all the films you can tell it's not quite so present in toy story 1 because it was like the beginning of the whole franchise but uh yeah in like toy story 2 and then like you know when uh stinky pete says to him about like okay you, are you gonna go with uh andy on like his honeymoon when he gets older he will get older and he will not play with you one day which obviously meant that uh he had to kind of move on to go to bonnie i suppose um but the the theme of that and the theme of like okay he's still going to as much as he can stay stay with Andy as long as possible I suppose until Andy can't give him can't uh, play with him anymore to not like leave Andy early I suppose is really really nice and how that feeds into the plane sequence at the end with Jesse Bullseye Buzz I think there's there's those four there there isn't it Woody Jesse Buzz yeah because Buzz and um, Bullseye can't come come in, come in at the end, don't they? To to sort of save the the, the two of them, uh, they're getting off the plane and they do they've got this whole like okay, Woody's roundup was cancelled and like okay, just pretend it's the final episode. I thought like that 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 uh, connected together with that really really well because they kind of kept the theme of like okay, this is part of Woody's past. This whole Woody's roundup thing, it was there, it got cancelled, it's dead and all that, but there's still like merchandise for it and it's still worth all the money. Hence where the, the Al's Toy Barn stuff comes in. And obviously he wants to be this uh, collector and seller and all that sort of thing. So I thought that connected really, really well. And that wasn't something I had quite thought about at the time of uh, re-watching Toy Story 2. But I thought that was really nice. And then just, just this idea that like, okay, they're literally trying to escape from Stinky Pete and from Al to get back to, well, would their, their, their friend, Andy, their, their friend in need, I suppose, Um well, they, they both are in both ways because Woody and the toys want to be played with as toys, and Andy, I guess, needs that friend in the you know from the toy, and that that all kind of tying into the whole you know you've, you've got a friend in me sort of thing, which works both ways with that until obviously Andy gets a bit older. I thought was really really good the way they kind of connected that. So just an additional thought there. I thought I thought was really nice. So um, and the fact that like. The friend that he's also got, you know, Buzz and and uh, everybody else that comes back, you know, Miss Potato Head, uh, Stink, uh, Slinky, all those characters, they all come back and convince Woody, okay, you're still you're still needed. Like, uh, Andy will move on eventually, but you are still needed. I just thought that was really good. Uh, an additional note for Toy Story Three as well. I remember complaining. I mean, I've only released the podcast today, complaining a bit about Sunny Side. On upon reflection of rewatching Toy Story three again, and even kind of before I'd rewatched it, like the the time in between, uh, the, the last podcast and now, 
it's really clear to me that like okay with toy story toy story 3 really is kind of the okay woody like andy's now grown up he is now going to college this is the film where you will leave him and woody's in he is in denial for the whole film it's like okay maybe we can go into the attic and live in there and they're all okay with that and there's of course the mix up with the the trash bag that's got thrown out and the confusion amongst the group and everything of like oh yeah woody yeah andy was like throwing us out and uh uh, sorry, the, the group saying that Andy was going to throw them out and Woody trying to convince everybody that's not the case. Them ending up at Sunnyside as to where, like, okay, we just want to be, um, you know, play, play with again as, as, as toys um, and then obviously going to see all the, all the children and that and then them realising that, like, okay, one, one of the things I kind of realise is they're not meant to be at Sunnyside and that's one of the reasons that that storyline isn't bad, it's just bad... For the journey of those characters. It's not written poorly. Or like acted poorly. Or anything like that. It's just sort of. That's one of the reasons that. That that storyline kind of doesn't work as well. Because it's almost not supposed to. Because as they get there. And I think it was Funzo. The name of the bear that they meet. He's kind of there and everything. And he's trying to convince them. That it's like this. You know. Their next great step in life. After you know being. Um passed on uh, I suppose from their previous owner and then kind of realizing that like how bad Sunnyside it is and then obviously that gets changed at the end of Toy Story 3 and it's all kind of happy and everything uh, and they ultimately end up with Bonnie which is where they're supposed to be moved on to which is you know the, the next young kid uh, to to be uh, friends with and all that sort of thing so I thought that was nice as well but yeah just kind because of, I remember really kind of being like Sunnyside isn't good in um in the Toy Story 3 podcast, but sort of realising, like, it's sort of not meant to be, but not in a quality sense, it's not, it's supposed to, like, it's not supposed to sort of bore you as the audience member, and it doesn't, it's just sort of like, okay, this is a misstep that these characters have taken, because they've tried to stay with their previous owner, and they can't kind of let go of Andy at that point, um, and it's sad in a way of, like, you know, Andy was the the, the friend in need from 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 Woody and all that, but they couldn't stay with him. You know, they don't age, and he does, and he does have to eventually move on, go to college, get married, get a job, whatever he's going to do in life. Um, so it's it's kind of sad in that sort of way. But yeah, th- those are just kind of some of the other things I was I was kind of thinking about with uh, Toy Story two and three. I don't have any additional thoughts necessarily for four or for one. I think one's a really good introduction to everybody. I think it kind of paints this like. Almost, you know how it's described as like the sibling, sibling, sibling uh, kind of rivalry. Like you know, the 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 new, the new interesting one kind kind of comes along. Like, but Buzz is this fresh, really cool toy that like uh, everybody wants to give attention to. It's different to a baby. Obviously, a baby needs more attention. But uh, when your when your new brother or sister kind of comes along, the attention gets gets taken away from you because they need the attention. It's not quite the same thing as that, but it is still the sort of like. Okay, the 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 one that's been there all this time, that being Woody in this situation, um, still wants the attention. And like Buzz is this cool new toy with all with like these these wings and everything, and he's got this like laser, and he's he's all like fresh out the box. Whereas Woody's kind of worn and torn at that point. Um, and how that turns around, I think, works out really well in Toy Story One. Uh, Toy Story Four, I just feel like is a good kind of like okay, let's give Bonnie one sort of film. Let's show these toys. Um, 
you know, post Andy, how they're dealing with everything, um, and I thought that was that was handled pretty well as well. And I, I, and I remember when Toy Story Four was announced, and everyone was like, "Oh, cash grab from Disney and from from Pixar." I know I, I always had kind of faith. I was always really excited when Toy Story Four got announced, and it did go through a bit of a script change, didn't it? It was supposed to be, I think, originally it was going to be uh, this rom com thing between Bo Peep and Woody which you have DNA of that in there obviously with how the film ends with him going off with Bonnie in the end uh, uh Bo Peep sorry in the end um I thought was uh an interesting way to there's probably I I would guess there's probably some sense of that previous script in Toy Story 4 because you do see it with the whole like how he's trying to find Bo Peep and then he, he does and then there's the the romantic relationship is still kind of there and he does ultimately go off with both people in the end uh, i thought that was a good way to kind of salvage what was probably working from that and what did work from that i thought that was really good um yeah so across the board that's pretty much how you you tie them all together i think so um let's take a, a quick break and then we'll get into some other stuff as well so i'll uh, be back in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, as I discussed, uh, I do now have podcasts out for all four of the Toy Story films, one through four. Uh, a rankings podcast, ranking the four different films as well, so go and check those out if you want to. Uh, other content stuff, uh, gaming talk, we've recently talked about a bunch of different games that have been delayed, and uh, also what Ninja Theory is teasing and working on. Of course, they're now owned by Microsoft, so whatever they're working will be exclusive to the Xbox Series X and probably PC, but it won't be on PS4. So we talked about that recently. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Patrick uh, Stewart, of course, came back as as uh, Captain... I think it's Jean, Jean-Luc Picard, isn't it? Uh, but ca- came back as Picard for Star Trek Picard. Uh, me and David last week discussed the uh, season premiere called Remembrance, I believe it was called. Um, obviously, in a lot of uh, you know, some, some spoilery discussion and stuff. So if you're into Star Trek and you're excited for Picard's return, 
then that's out there as well. Obviously on CBS All Access in the US and on uh, Amazon Prime in the UK. And that will be continuing on Fridays. I'll be back roughly for episode 5 on my own to discuss what's happened so far in that season. But a uh, very good start from Star Trek Picard. Uh, other stuff, we've got obviously previous episodes of Classic Reviews. Uh, we've covered a bunch of stuff this season. Um, speaking of Disney stuff, I did a podcast about Disney video games and why there aren't more of them. Or asking the question as to where more video games from Disney are. Uh, of course they've got just half a dozen characters available to them and you could do a lot of creative cool things with them so uh, what's uh, what's the hold up with some more Disney games we don't know but uh, I thought that would be an interesting piece of discussion as well I uh, haven't done any films re- film reviews yet for 2020 but I'm planning on seeing Birds of Prey from DC next week I believe that is and then the week after uh, Sonic will be coming out from I believe that's Paramount that's making that so that he'll be making his uh I think that's the first Sonic film, I'm not sure. But anyway, the the, the newest Sonic film, of course, from the, the redesign and all that sort of thing, starring Jim Carrey as Dr. Eggman. I think that's his name. Uh, so that will be interesting as well. Uh, top 5 Best TV Shows Countdown, that's all concluded now. 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1 um, are all available to listen to. So if you want to know what I think is the 5th best, 4th, 3rd, 2nd, and 1st best TV shows that I've seen, you can go and check those out. Uh, full coverage for The Witcher that we've got. Uh, all eight episode, all eight episodes. So go and check those out as well. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and Batwoman. We've done podcasts for the recent episodes of those. We'll be back soon with Legends, Flash, and the last couple of episodes of Arrow. The Good Place is going to be uh, finishing this week. In fact, it'll be finishing in two days' time on the thirty-first. So I will have a series uh, finale podcast review, and then the week after, probably we'll have a series wrap-up podcast. That's pretty much everything on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, so, uh, what was I going to talk about here? Yeah, in terms of um, Toy Story's success and kind of gauging it against other films that have been really, really successful in terms of franchises and things like that... um, the, the other two franchises that I would label as being close to successful is probably... There's two in mind. Now, some of you might agree, disagree, or have, have other ideas of successful film, film franchises. That's completely fine. I would go with Lord of the Rings, not including The Hobbit, because those films weren't good. But Lord of the Rings as his own trilogy. I would go with the Harry Potter series, I think, was really, really successful. If I were to rank... Out of those three franchises, so Toy Story, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Harry Potter, I'd probably say Harry Potter was the third, then I'd go with Lord of the Rings, then I'd go with probably Toy Story, I think. Um, now, something like that, now they're all quite different beasts, aren't they, really? You've got, uh, um, obviously, you've got you know, some sci fi, uh, some fantasy stuff with um, Lord of the Rings, you've got some different stuff there with Harry Potter, with obviously some wizardry things going on, and obviously, you've got, you know, family-friendly animation with with Toy Story, so some some different, uh, very different type of films there. Um, But yeah, those are the two, because like Twilight, no, Shrek, no, and even with something as big as something like the MCU, you've got some bad films in there, you've got like Thor 2, you've got uh, maybe like the first Hulk film or whatever isn't great, you've got uh, like Captain Marvel had, had its sort of problems, um, but Panther had a couple of problems as well, um, and I, I get it, with them they got what, is it 20, it's 22 or 23, I can't quite, uh, remember, but they've got a bunch of films there, and it's sometimes difficult to keep, you know, as successful a franchise as you can when you've got 23 films, you're gonna have some bad ones in there, like Thor 2 and, and those sorts of films, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the films I've just mentioned, you've got three Lord of the Rings films, 
you've got uh, four Toy Story films. Was it seven Harry Potter films or was it eight? Because it definitely Hallows was two parts, wasn't it? Um, so Lord of the Rings has got the fewest, and then Toy Story, then probably yeah Harry Potter, and then the MCU, obviously in terms of how many films are in each franchise. Uh, I don't think you could say Terminator. Uh, I think if you just said Terminator one and two, probably up there, probably uh, Alien. I don't think you could say that for that franchise. That's had some problems. Uh, Back to the Future is one that's really good, but I do think that the second one of that franchise lets it down a bit. Obviously, I've done classic reviews for all those uh, films, but the second one lets that franchise down a little bit too much to consider it in there, but it's cert- that's certainly another franchise that's really, really up there. Um, yeah, Fast and Furious, definitely not. Transformers, definitely not. I'm just trying to think of really big film franchises that have kind of come out and been really successful. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, Star Wars, no. Like, the prequels weren't very good, and I, wh- whatever you think of this current trilogy is whatever it is, but obviously the original trilogy is much beloved. Uh, I liked this newest newest trilogy. I know some people didn't, some people did. That's completely fine, but I think uni- there's the universal agreement that, like... Well, not universal agreement. Under, kind of understanding in a way that, okay, the prequels are bad. Some, pe- some people do like them. I don't quite know why. I've not really spoken to those kinds of people, but... If you were to think of entire franchises, um, that's prob that probably lets the Star Wars films down. Now, if you were to say about Star Wars four, five, and six, then you've got a bit more kind of competition on your hands as opposed to you know in terms of competing against the likes of Toy Story. So, uh, yeah, I can't think of any other big ones necessarily. So. There you go. Um, let's read out. I want to read out the. Now I've looked up the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Now these these might have changed since I got them, but it was just the most recent that I picked up. Uh, the general consensus on Toy Story One, entertaining as it is, innovative Toy Story reinvigorated animation while uh, hurdling. Herald, oh, heralding the arrival of Pixar as a family-friendly force to be reckoned with. We can certainly agree with that. With 100% uh, 84 reviews. Uh, so 84, I think, like reviews on Rotten Tomatoes with 100% success. Uh, and an audience score of 92 uh, per user rating um, with 1,109,209. Uh, so I'm not going to go too far into those numbers, but that's just the consensus. I, I'd agree with that. I mean, like... It did kind of reinvigorate uh, animation. It brought it, you know, to to kind of new generation, my generation, I suppose. And uh, I could certainly agree with the hundred percent on that. I mean, I'd give all these films tens easily, but they do have problems, obviously. Uh, Toy Story 2 critical consensus uh, the rare sequel that arguably improves on its predecessor I'd agree with that Toy Story 2 u- uses in- inventive storytelling and gorgeous animation and a talented cast to deliver another rich movie going experience for all ages 100% on uh, t- the tomato meter with 186 um, uh, critic scores or whatever um, 86% from audience score with 999,000. Didn't quite make it to, uh, the next number in that. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Again, I think that, uh, I mean, it's interesting because I watched basically over a couple of nights, Tour Story 1 through 4 back to back. And, uh, it's, re- it's really interesting because obviously with Toy Story 4, it looks the best animation-wise. I think it, uh, Toy Story 4 is stunning, uh, animation-wise. If you look at the... I'll point out one particular scene. There's the uh, the point where the RC car is stuck is stuck at this at the start of uh, Toy Story 4, and Woody and the gang are trying to basically get him free of of whatever. Otherwise, he's gonna. I think he would get like pushed down the street or whatever because there was the 
flooding gutter problem or something. It was like raining and whatever. The animation from everything in that opening scene is incredible. And it's interesting because if you look at Toy Story 1 compared to Toy Story 4 obviously. Several years worth of difference. Um, but uh, it still holds up to me. I mean it doesn't look anywhere near as good as Toy Story 4. But it certainly doesn't look ugly or bad. I mean if you look at. Bit, bit of a different beast I'm talking about here. But if you look at something like Terminator 1. Or uh, some of those sorts of films. I know that's like you know live action as opposed to animation. But um, yeah if you look at something like that. And how Terminator 1 still looks decent. But like it doesn't look as good as you know you know you've got animation versus live action, so it's a different thing there. But I'm just comparing you know two kind of old films. Um, Toy Story One still looks great. Like it doesn't look as good as it could, of course, but uh, I still think it looks great. So there's that. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Toy Story Three critical consensus is a uh, deftly blending comedy adventure and honest emotion i think they're probably talking about all the andy stuff um toy story 3 is a rare second sequel that really works bit short of a, of a consensus but uh really really good uh consensus there i think which again i would agree with 98 percent with 304 critics i suppose um contributing to that uh 89 audience score with 606 thousand uh people putting their uh consensus in for that yeah i i'd agree with that again i think that uh it's toy story 4 toy story 3 story is an interesting one where the franchise could have ended after 3 and it wouldn't have made any difference necessarily toy story 4 is almost like this it's the sequel that we didn't need but the sequel that's really really worth worthy of the toy story name and gives uh, i don't know how you would describe this maybe a second ending to Toy Story 4. And here's the, here's the thing I've always talked about. With ending any kind of story. Is unless you kill off. A main character. Right. Or you. Because the, the only way to end the character's story really. Is to say okay this character is going to go and do this thing. Which you know. End of Toy Story 3 is they're going to go off and live with Bonnie. End of Toy Story 4 is you know. Woody's going to go off with Bo Peep. As a lost toy. Uh, Andy's still at college or whatever he's doing. And uh, the rest of the toys are going to go off and live with Bonnie. And live out, you know, until Bonnie grows up. Obviously, she's still quite young. And obviously, Forky's there to help along with that. Um, and you 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 either do that, like, set a character to where, okay, they're going to do this thing. And that's the next chapter in their story. But you don't see it because it's the end of the story. Or you kill a character. And that's obviously the end of their story. There's There's really not many other ways you can kind of end a character's story. Uh, at least from from what I can kind of think of, so there's that. But uh, yeah, uh, let's move on to Toy Story Four. We've got cri- cri- uh, critical consensus: heartwarming, funny, beautifully animated. I definitely agree with that point. Toy Story Four manages the unlikely feat of extending a perhaps concluding and practically perfect animated uh, saga. Um, it's interesting because the word perfect, like, okay, is this film perfect, is this game perfect, is this TV show perfect? I still don't think anything in this industry is, um, because everything does have its problems. Toy Story, I would still say, has its problems. Um, but it's certainly a masterpiece. I think that's certainly a different word to use. Again, I'd give these films all ten, um, and they're all masterpieces, but I don't think any of them are necessarily perfect, per se. Um, because again, I don't think anything in the industry is, but, uh, yeah, um, interesting, you've got Toy Story 4 manages the unlikely feat of extending a perhaps concluding, and and perhaps concluding, because 
there's still the possibility that like okay if Toy Story 5 comes out and obviously it would pick up with okay Woody's a lost toy with Bo Peep and everybody else basically is with um Bonnie still and where do you go from there I, I've still kind of got the idea I talked about this obviously in the summer last year on the Toy Story 4 podcast I would still say that you okay let's say if, if someone said to me okay well, Matt Toy Story 5 is going to be made what would you have happen I would say okay wait till 20 well 2029 would be 10 years wouldn't it from 2019 you wait till 2029 and you essentially do this okay it's been 10 years it's been 10 years in the story uh, Bonnie's now maybe a teenager, not to where she's going off to college and leaving the toys, but to where, okay, she's just older, she's, I, I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the story, I've never really known or sort of found out, but obviously she's still quite young, so she'd maybe be, uh, what, what do you call, like, the last grade at, at, at school in America, because it, it, over here we've got, like, year one through, I think it's eleven is the last year that you do, or maybe year 10, I can't quite remember, um, she's like, maybe towards the end of her school, or something, she's getting ready to go to college, but she's not quite yet, and then you could do it, can you imagine, in 10 years time, right, 2029, Toy Story 5's announced, obviously a couple of years before, because they need time to make it, and it's this really emotional, because it, it would have been 10 years for us, and 10 years for the characters, a 10 year reunion with, with Buzz and Woody, how powerful would that be, um, how good would that be, and how, again, just, one of the things I think everyone can certainly maybe agree on, some people might not, about Toy Story franchises is, about the Toy Story franchise story is how heartwarming it is. And can you imagine the powerful writing from Pixar on how heartwarming that emotional reunion would be? And not just between, uh, you know, Woody and Buzz, you've got Jesse who would be meeting Woody again, you've got Bo Peep who would be meeting the group again, um, and everybody else that's in, in the main group on, you know, Buzz's side of the story. Um. Uh. Yeah. That, that. That. I think that still be really, really powerful. So. Uh. That's an idea, of course. So. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's got ninety-seven percent on. Uh, so all in the nineties, pretty much on the uh, critic, quote unquote, side of things. Um. So that's from a three hundred ninety-four count. Again, that might have gone up or changed, but that was the last I saw. Ninety-four percent audience score with fifty-one thousand, almost fifty-six thousand verified uh, ratings. Uh. So there you go. Um, yeah, did I, I already read the, yeah, the, it, it unfeated, uh, sorry, Toy Story 4 manages the unlikely feat of extending and perhaps concluding the, the saga, the animated saga. Um, I'm not going to read it as much in detail, but I did write down the Lord of the Rings, uh, tomorrow stuff, so I'm just going to quickly read through that. Uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, I'll just quickly go through all this. Uh, cr- critical consensus, full of eye-popping special effects, so this is for the first Lord of the Rings film. Uh, full of eye-popping special effects and featuring a perfect pitch cast, Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the Ring brings R- J.R.R. Tolkien's classic to vivid life, 91%. Um, what have you got next? Uh, I've scrolled the wrong way. Um... Yeah, and 95 from audience score. Lord of the Rings of Two Towers, critical consensus. The Two Towers balances uh, spectacular and action with emotional storytelling, leaving audiences both wholly satisfied and eager for the final chapter. 95% and 95% on uh, both audience and critic scores. Lord of the Rings The Return of the King, uh, consensus. Visually breathtaking and emotionally powerful, Lord of the Rings The Return of the King is a moving and satisfying conclusion to a great trilogy. 93% from critic scores and 86% from um from uh, uh audience score sorry so there you go yeah um 
what well, I've got some something written down here about Spock. I've wrote I've wrote some of these notes quite a while ago. Like I said, remember that Toy Story got you to care about a character designed from a Spork? Yeah, that sums some things up, doesn't it? As a Spork. I mean, if you think about like okay, characters that you care about, most of them are probably live action characters. You know, some animated characters that people really care about, but you think of what a Spork is, right? And you granted you add a couple of things to it, right? Add some feet and some arms and and a body and everything. Uh, and obviously a face and a voice cast to it. Um, just rem- just remember at the end of the day that even before Toy Story 4, everything that this franchise had accomplished, they made you care. Some people might not have liked uh, uh, Forky, uh, the, the sport character. But uh, just remember that at least probably the majority of the audience, they made you care about a character that was made out of a spork a spork, not 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 a uh, Buzz Lightyear action figure, not a you know Woody cowboy sheriff doll, not a um, you know Slinky doll toy, not a dinosaur Rex toy, nothing like that. A spork. It's not a spork. Isn't an actual toy, um, and they made you care about a character that was designed from that. That's inc- that's a, I think that's really quite incredible. And some of you might say, oh, you you know you you you. You're, uh, what's the word, overblowing it, you're giving that sort of too much credit, but how many properties have done that? How many pro- <laughs> how many properties have even got a character that's designed after a piece of cutlery, you know? It, it's a bit like what, um, if, if you really think about things here a little bit, and maybe I'm thinking this here a bit, but I'm here to do, you know, wrap up podcast, um, and you think about, okay, we eat every day. Some meals do and don't require cutlery. Some some meals do. Some meals don't. Obviously, some meals you can eat by hand or you know spoon, whatever. And you think of a fork, right? Think, of, <laughs> think about the next time you hold a fork, right? And I mean, I'm not going to necessarily do this. I'm, I'm just putting this out there as like a hypothetical. The next time you're holding a fork, eating whatever you're eating, it doesn't matter. And you think about okay, the children's version of that. That's both a spoon and a, and, a, and a fork. Hence the spork. And Pixar Studios and Disney came together and made a character out of that. They made a character that was in a feature film that you cared about. That I I I myself think that's quite incredible. And um, I remember when that fa- that character was first kind of unveiled, and everyone's like, "There's a spork in this film. This this isn't going to work. This is you know." It, it went back to the comment. Not not everybody was saying this, but it went back to the conversation of like, "Toy Story Four is a stupid idea," and they wrapped it up with Andy with Toy Story Three, and that's true. They wrapped up Andy's story in Toy Story Three, but um, you know they they moved it on. They moved it on to Bonnie, and they did one film. Um, uh, at least so far, and you know the, the little the little teaser trailer came out, didn't it? And they had uh, Forky, and he was all confused and everything because his idea was okay, you use me to eat your meal, whatever that meal would be, and you throw me in the bin because, of course, for the first section of the film that he's in, he's trying to jump in the bin, and Woody is like, "No, you're a toy. You're here to to help Bonnie through her life, through her kinder. I think it was kindergarten, wasn't it?" through her school, through her education and all that, and to make friends, and, uh, they made a character out of that, it's incredible, and, uh, yeah, just going back to the conversation of, like, okay, when the character came out, and it was like, oh, there's a spork in this film, that's stupid, this film's a stupid idea, they ruined it, it you know, should have ended after Toy Story 3, I think those arguments were valid at the time, possibly, but once we saw the character in the film, and we saw what they could do with him, 
Uh, I don't think that that argument is... You, you, you can still think that, you know, if you think that, you know, uh, 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 Forky is a bad character, you didn't like him, you didn't like the idea of a spork being part of the film, that's completely fair, but uh, I think they pulled it off, and like I said, how many other things have actually done that? Not that that's a requirement for like a film or a game or a show or a book or whatever to make a character out of cutlery, but uh, Toy Story did it. So, there you go. Um, what else did I have to talk about? I think that's pretty much it. Uh, so, if I've not made it clear, this franchise is very near and dear to me. There's not much you could say. In fact, I don't think there is anything you can say to, to make me dislike this franchise less. Or um, or dis- dislike it more, I suppose. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that, again, really, really means a lot to me. means a lot to other people as well. But I'm lucky enough to where, you know, I grew up with these people. Some people grew up on the MCU films. Some people grew up with Star Wars. Some people grew up with some other stuff. But this is, uh, this is my side of the thing. So, that's great as well. Um, I, I was going to say to you all, okay, what's your overall thoughts and feelings on... Um, Toy Story but this is the wrap up podcast so what I will say if you want to talk to me about Toy Story I'm obviously very very happy to do so I'm very passionate about this uh, particular franchise if that wasn't already obvious Uh, I'm happy to talk to people through email through Facebook through Twitter I'm always happy to talk about Toy Story the good uh, the bad and the little of the ugly maybe I don't think there's too much ugly in this franchise necessarily Um, other than the sunny side stuff sort of isn't meant to work but I've already discussed that so uh, if you want to do that that's completely fine but I won't be able to really do it on a podcast unless it's Toy Story 5 in 10 years but then that feedback will be 10 years old so I- I'm still open to talking about it and like replying to people and that sort of thing uh, Matthew and Entertainment Talk.org Twitter eTalk UK there's the contact page and information in your show notes um, yeah I'm still looking forward to so the f- the future of Toy Story right so um, there isn't a Toy Story 5 in development or announced that they might be considering it I still think it will be a ways away if it happens obviously I would see it and review it uh, providing I'm still doing entertainment talk but I'd obviously definitely still see it would I not see a Toy Story film I probably would obviously but uh, yeah we've got the Forky asks a question which I think is already on Disney Plus isn't it that came out in November but obviously we don't have it here yet until March uh, and there's the uh, I think it's called Lamp Story Lamp Life something like that the the, the Disney short with Bo Peep um, I might talk about those on like a TV talk but I don't think there's enough because those are like 10 minute 20 minute shorts and I don't think that's quite enough for a full podcast um, plus I want to kind of wrap this up podcast wise hence the podcast wrap up uh, thing um, but maybe like if we do a TV talk I'll like put the, the Disney shorts in there maybe um, that would be good obviously I will be watching them when, when Disney Plus comes out over here I think the um, I can't remember the release date for the Bo Peep thing but I do think that will be out or on the way or almost here by the time Disney Plus comes out March, March 25th for those of you who don't know it's either 25th or 24th um they moved it back about a week from the 31st uh, for the UK. So obviously, if you're going to be subscribing to Disney Plus in the UK, that will be on there as well. So yeah, I don't have anything else left to say. If there's a franchise you think rivals Toy Story in terms of success, I've already mentioned a bunch of them. Uh, let me know. That would be great to discuss as well. So yeah, um, uh, I'm going to say a couple of things after the uh, after I do the outro here. So I should begin the outro now. So of course, you can find all of the content. That we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers uh, for some reviews and ad-free podcasts and things like that. Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're shopping on Amazon. Maybe you're buying the Toy Story DVDs or 
a smart stick to watch Disney Plus or whatever whatever you're using Amazon for you can of course use our affiliate link we'll get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those that would really help us out as well um, I think I'm probably going to put all the classic review all the Toy Story podcasts in the classic reviews um, feed because they're pretty much all it's a classic franchise isn't it so uh, keep it all in one place um, yeah what else is there word of mouth of course please tell your friends family people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds uh, that would really help us out as well. Uh, social media, of course, is a very powerful thing these days. Please share them on Facebook and Twitter. That would really help us out as well. And if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. Last thing, video games. If you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch. Robert streams on Mixer. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, uh, Toy Story will always have a friend in me.